0: uh mm-hmm. the innovations of the world, and even the lives of criminals operate above the law. What is going on, everybody? You're here with us at the Fishbowl Barrio. I'm your host, Pucho, and across the table from me is our co-host, Dom. Dom, what is up, man?
1: Not much, man. i already got just uh, trying to survive all this rain, but doing well. How about you, man?
0: Ditto, the same. It's so off and on, man. It'll rain. It's so weird, you know, because I'm outside a lot and it'll start to like rain a little bit. Then it starts raining really hard, and then it just stops.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's the
0: cycle of that all day long.
1: Yeah, my dogs ain't liking it too much.
0: No, no, nah, like the rain.
1: No, nah, they don't. They just go out there, do the business, and run back in.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're like we're not outside dogs. Nah. Bring us in. Yeah, Exa- mine is the same way.
1: Yeah, I have to sit out there feel like uh they're like big babies over there with the towel drying off their paws before they come back in. Yeah, who they, knows what
0: they step in out there. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, I don't know if you knew this, but the AT&T Center is no longer going to be called the AT&T Center.
1: What's it going to be called?
0: They haven't decided yet, but AT&T is no longer. Uh, they sold their shares of, of the Spurs. Uh, and so, uh, Michael Dell, I think, bought them. Michael Dell and the 6th Street. So now they own 30%. That I guess that conglomerate group that's owns 30% cool. of the Spurs. So we're looking maybe the Dell Center.
1: The Dell Center? That's cool. That's, I was hoping for Taco Cabana Center. Taco like Cabana or H-E-B? Oh, that would even be better, H-E-B. Water well, synonymous with the Spurs. Water, Waterburger Water, Center. Water, yeah, the Waterburger headquarters is here in San Antonio, so is H-E-B.
0: There you go the heb center. whataburger center
1: dude the, yeah the heb that and they, whataburger in there dude <laughs> just think about all the cool coupons in the back of your of your tickets if you purchase them. oh there you go very true very they true. win. you get free whataburger it's a win-win
0: so yeah I, there's been some people that speculate that because of that move that maybe the, the spurs will eventually move to another city but i, I seriously doubt it um you know, people say the same thing. You know, well, I'm sure people in Seattle didn't think their team was going to be moving. It's like, yeah, but Seattle doesn't have the same history with their. I mean, I don't yeah. think they only won how many championships? I think maybe Sonics. I think in the 70s. Did, did, they, they, win even, any? did they even win one? So then now there you go. So I don't so even, I don't even know did. if they won one. Yeah. Part of me wants to say they won one, but I don't even know. If, I'm not definitively sure if that's the case so again that they don't they don't have the same history that we have
1: you know? I, I think they, they could maybe do something uh between san antonio and austin
0: I mean that's a possibility and
1: then um do something like that and they still call it the spurs san antonio spurs sort of like uh where, where's detroit the pistons play uh it's not detroit it's the uh
0: palisades i think
1: yeah and then even like um the this one sounds funny but the new york giants don't they they play in new jersey right
0: I don't know if I they play in New I, Jersey still. Do they?
1: Yeah, I think in MetLife Field. I think it's in New Jersey.
0: Oh, okay. They share it with the Jets?
1: I think so, yeah. Hmm. That's, that's what's sort of funny. It's like you can call them whatever, but... Right. Yeah, it's, I mean, even the Spurs. There's San Antonio Spurs, and you stick them somewhere like in New Braunfels or San Marcos out in the sticks out there Yeah. between the two cities, and they're still going to be called the San Antonio Spurs.
0: Yeah. But I wonder how much money they would lose um from like right now they get a lot of downtown revenue uh this is the city I'm talking about, yeah, um, and even the Spurs. well I mean the spurs they get though they get people coming from downtown, no yeah, kinda, but I guess like people either start before the game downtown or or in the game af- you know after yeah. the game going downtown, and it's like okay, well, if you know we move to North Bronfels or San mm. Marcus. What are people going to do other than the game?
1: I think they sort of do that now. I mean, nobody hangs around the east side. No, no, but yeah. I'm saying
0: they'll, they'll go yeah. downtown. Downtown isn't that far from the stadium. Oh,
1: yeah. See, I mean, I wish it was like the old days where they had a... a, a the Alamo Dome? Yeah, it, that was cool. Now, they could do it like somewhere in the Hendry B area, like right over there. Dude, that, that'd be tight. You could just literally just walk over after the game, just walk across the street and you're there on the river walk.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope they don't go anywhere. Um, I don't think they will. There's nah. no no, you know, evidence I mean, to you, suggest you, that.
1: No, like you said, I mean it's too much history, and you win six titles. Oh uh, no, wait, five. Five, five. I was out thinking the the race for SACE so. There
0: you I mean, go, bro. You it's yeah. in your heart. That's what it is. Yeah.
1: So I mean, when you got that much history, it's. They're
0: not going to go nowhere. No, I, I seriously doubt it. Yeah, like I, if they do, like, I, like I think what you said was probably the best option. Like, They may go in between here and Austin or something along yeah. those lines. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I thought that's pretty interesting. That's probably the biggest news uh, in regards to uh, the franchise. Um, the other big news is that Pop, I'm sure you guys know, is coaching the U.S. men's basketball team for the Olympics. Uh, the Olympics are going to take place July 23rd to, through August the 8th. Um, I don't know when the basketball portion is. Um, It's usually yeah. like a week.
1: Well, I was going to say the other news uh, there, I was surprised. I'm sort of curious to see how everything's going to shake out. And sort of made me stop and think or reevaluate the team and the team's future is the the news about Becky Hammond. Uh, oh, about,
0: her being a finalist for the Portland job?
1: Uh, yeah, not getting a good like reference, basically, check from the spurs
0: you know I, I honestly think that well i kind of agree with what other people have said in regards to that and is that the the portland trailblazers uh hired chauncey billups and apparently he has a very questionable past and people were kind of remarking like hey you know why did you hire this gentleman you know his he's got these issues that i think he has like some sexual allegations mm-hmm. something along those lines and so they had to have a reason why they didn't pick Becky Hammond, So they try to make a scapegoat. Like the Spurs are an easy target because we don't. The, they're I not going to release. They're not going to. They're not going to talk back.
1: They're not going to confirm or deny anything. Right. They're just like whatever y'all want to think.
0: Exactly. You know, do you really think the Spurs would keep somebody around that they thought Th- that poorly
1: exa- It's funny you said that. That went through my head. I was like... She was a she, leading assistant it, 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 last year. Yeah, I was... You think I was, they would I, make her a leading yeah, assistant if she had, exa- didn't have good coaching That's what went through package. my head. It was like, well, if she sucked, why, why the hell would Pop keep her? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So my thing is now, I was like, that pretty much in my heart of heart now, I think she's going to be the Spurs' next head coach.
0: And, and that's probably a really good assumption because... Uh, I, I bet
1: they probably, I mean, have I'm, some I'm kind we, of
0: side deal with her.
1: Yeah, I bet they pulled her to the side and said, hey, all that shit, and we, we said these things, we've told you to do your face. These are things you got to work on, but I think that's on everybody, but, you know, between me and you, I think they used you, us and you as a scapegoat to cover up that bullshit. Yeah. But between me and you, the things the way they're looking out, Pop, Papa, you know, this is Papa, got another year or two, and I'll put it this way, you're our lead candidate. I honestly and you know, don't wink, even wink know. If, like yeah.
0: That. I mean, I, and, I, and I think that's how it would probably go down. I honestly don't know if pop is coming back next year. You,
1: you know what? I was thinking that too. It, has, it hasn't
0: been confirmed that he's going to be the coach next year.
1: And then especially, I was thinking too, with De, uh, say DeRozan leaves to mm-hmm. the Lakers, like all the speculations out there. Yeah. What, what's he, what's pop's motivation to come back? Or my? I? He's, and that's you know, my point. Because Aldridge, everybody's got, he goes, you know what? It's a, it's a fresh team, young cats. Yeah. They need a new coach and check like him and the you're it.
0: Yeah, because I don't know if you all remember, but his whole reasoning for staying was to stay with LaMarcus, right? Yeah. I'm going to stay coaching through the rest of your contract. Well, LaMarcus ain't here anymore. DeMar is up in the air because he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Rudy's up in the air. He's a free agent. Patty's a free agent. And the Spurs have a have a tendency to say, hey, we're going to give you, offer you what we're going to offer you. Yeah. If another team is offering you more money, you should probably go with that team. At least that's what they've done for a lot of players in the past, yeah. right? And so I could easily see Patty Mills, for example, getting um, a lot more money from another team. I don't know what the Spurs would offer him, but looking at what the team's makeup now, is it worth offering him $15-plus plus million a year, which maybe he could yeah. get? I'm, I, don't, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if a team offered him that. Yeah. Then Nowadays, that's pretty much the going rate for a good role player which he could be on a good team, you know what I mean? Yeah. On a team that counts on him for de- defense and um, other things, you know, we need more from him that he that can't offer. You know yeah. what I mean? We have players that have more upside and things that we need, yeah. like Alani Walker, like Derek White, like DeJounte, like I mean, even Trey Jones. He provides yeah. a lot of good defense and size that – patty doesn't have but on a team like you know like the sixers for example they could use a patty mills yeah because one of the things they're missing is three-point shooting like consistent yeah
1: yeah, he can plug that hole real quick
0: yeah Yeah. you know and so who's to say that they don't offer him that kind of money
1: yeah i don't
0: know um who's to say that he's not packaged in a trade deal for a ben simmons like i know that rumor has been thrown around yeah you know that he might come over here and and whatnot. I don't know what the Spurs would be able to offer. Then probably I'm for sure a first round pick would have. Our first round pick would have to go. Uh, maybe a swap with them plus Ben Simmons. We, you know, I don't know, but some young players would probably have to go as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't. I honestly don't think that would happen just because Ben Simmons is still really young. I don't see the Sixers wanting to part with one of their big players. You know, this early. Yeah. You know, in his career. But you never know. You never know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. the Duke Spurs do a sign and trade with them. I don't know. Because honestly, that's Embiid's team. You know, I don't care yeah. what you say, that's Embiid's team.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I agree. I, I agree. I mean, when they step on the floor, you know who, who where the ball's going and who runs that team. I mean, they could say whatever, but when you're looking at it on TV, you know that's his team.
0: Yeah, and rightfully yeah. so. That yeah. dude is a beast. Yeah. I remember. Uh, him coming out and I was like I'll trade anybody on our team anybody on our team for that guy.
1: Oh, I remember that when we were I remember we were up in Dallas that one time
0: watching yeah. the game
1: and we we're like holy crap man that team was like just watching him up and run up and down the floor. Cuz I mean, just reminded
0: me so much of a young Timmy like yeah. you know like such so all around skilled. Yeah. And I was just like damn man if we had that fool it'd be like the next coming. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. We don't though. And we're kind of in a weird spot. Um, where we're this is our second year in the lottery, which is you know well, rare, like rare, air, rarefied yeah. air for the Spurs fans.
1: Yeah, it, it, but it sort of sucks too. It's not like we're like in the top five or yeah. yeah. It's always in that fucking middle part, sort of like the Cowboys. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, where you, yeah. you even if they do, they whenever they do not make the playoffs, uh, what do you call it? Uh, they're more in the middle. As opposed to... The, like, is you know, this just tank already? Yeah, yeah dude, I, I hate to say it, but it, man, tank, man, if you need to get, like... Because this middle-of-the-road shit is for the birds, man. It
0: is, man, it is. And, and, and the problem with the middle... The reason why we're in the middle-of-the-road is because we have veterans that yeah. get large amounts of minutes, right? And so they're good enough to win games. Not to say that our young guys are not, right? But... I personally feel like it will be of more value for the Spurs to just play the young guys' heavy minutes. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's run with the young guys. They, they're going to get lo- experience.
1: Yeah, and they're, they're going to learn. They're going to have to learn how to close out games.
0: Yeah, and, and maybe we have a losing record, but that's fine because then we get another piece to add to that young pieces yes, that we already have. Exactly. You know, if we just, like like for right now, our the future of the Spurs is kind of up in the air. Like, yeah, we know who our young guys are, and they're they're here. We're good. We're good with that. Yeah. But we don't know anything about our vets. We don't
1: even know with the coach.
0: Right. Yeah. And me personally, I would like for all of our vets to kind of go to another team so we can see the young guys shine. They, but that's me personally. Me
1: too. I don't too. know what the I, Spurs,
0: I... Spurs plans are. You know, they have the in. I don't know what they've said to him. I don't know what they've said to Rudy. And there's a couple of them that I wouldn't mind coming back as like reserve players. Like I wouldn't mind Rudy because he... I was about
1: to say Rudy. Rudy, I wouldn't mind because he's... He's more of a role player. Right. And, and right. whereas DeRozan, I wish him the best. I, I mean, I you I'm indifferent with with DeRozan. Like if he comes back, I would think it makes us a better team. But for the future, I think it'd be best for him to leave and let let the whoever's going to fill his spot get more PT.
0: Lonnie. Yeah. yeah, and I agree with that. I I completely agree with. That. I think it's time and for Lonnie money to get And save money on some, the cap, too. Yeah, definitely. Um definitely do that cuz then, you know, there's some other prospects we could go. We'll talk about uh one of them in a little bit um but yeah man the spurs are in a really weird spot right now um you know right now the nba finals is on um, i think they're they's on tonight and uh the suns look really good yeah, and I think they're they win have it. they yeah i agree with you i think that's who i'm going for anyway yeah uh, which kind of sucks for the bucks cuz you know i like them as well i like the makeup of their team um coach uh yeah. mike Budenholzer is their coach uh, who's a uh, former Spurs, but so is Monty Williams. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it Spurs all around. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't like Chris Paul too much. Even though I got to give him his props, he's been playing very well these last what? couple games. You know what?
1: You've now convinced me. I'm going for the Bucks Because I said Chris Paul. Yeah. <laughs> that D-bag CP3. Uh, yeah. I mean,
0: there's just been so many games where I've seen him flop and do some stupid crap and get now, away uh, You know it.
1: what? Now I don't want the Suns to win. one. To because yeah, I, I like don't, Devin I don't, Booker I don't like the, a lot, I want, man. Uh, well,
0: I like Devin Booker a lot. And I like DeAndre Aiden a lot. And I like Monty Williams. See, I, yeah, I
1: mean, I agree, but my hatred overrules that That, <laughs> that, 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 that care I mean, because there's nobody you dislike on the Bucks. You know yeah. what I mean? There's not, there's
0: not a player that That's I really dislike saying, on the Bucks. See,
1: my, my hatred runs deeper. Than I, l- I, I love
0: Giannis. <laughs> I, I I think he's a great all around player. Um, I love Chris Milton. Yeah, I, I want to say he went to A and M. But you know what made me feel Texas better?
1: Of now going for the Bucks.
0: What, Brent Forbes is on there?
1: No, no, The what do you call it? it made me feel better. It's all those years that the Suns kept on crying when we'd knock them out of the playoffs. Oh, I love and, those and, years. And, and so now, I, I just want to still stick it in their eye. Just like, nah, you, still, you could do whatever, but you ain't never winning one.
0: Every yeah. now and then, I think about that Suns team. I think like, damn, if they existed in today's NBA, yeah. they would be freaking deadly. Yeah. That Suns team, like, they were just in the wrong era because the, the physicality was still pretty high and during that, and it was still, like, you
1: an inside-out yeah, game,
0: yeah. you know, real post-up game. You know, it's kind of reminiscent of the 90s. Like, yeah. it was kind of morphing, but it was still very much 90s. Half-court, yeah, yeah, you
1: could run that half-court game big time. But, like, Back now, November? yeah,
0: it's, like, open, running gun. I mean, that was the Suns. And then you think about that team. And I, and, I, and I hate to talk about them because they were such our rivals at the, you know, they are one of our big rivals at that point. But you look at that team; they had yeah. Steve Nash, which is which is the Steph Curry before Steph Curry, yeah, essentially. And I remember when that dude, when they get, came to the fourth quarter, he was not missing any shot; mm-hmm. he was draining every shot.
1: Then you had Stoudemire underneath. Stoudemire, underneath, man,
0: super athletic big. That's not something that the Warriors have, by the way. Yeah. A super athletic big that can hit a main, mid-range jumper. They don't got that. all then right. they had
1: the Matrix too, right?
0: Then you had Sean Marion, who's essentially a more athletic Draymond Green. Yeah. I think he, well, he didn't handle the ball as well, but he shot threes awkwardly, but he made, he him. made him. Then you had Joe Johnson, who was essentially the Klay yeah. Thompson. Yeah. And Then you, have Boris Diao. And then you had Boris Diaw. When he young,
1: young Boris Diaw. Yeah, young uh, Boris,
0: Boris Diaw. He, ha- he didn't have all that junk in the trunk. Yeah. He could run up and down the court. Yeah, but still, I guess he was more of like the Draymond Green. Yeah, for
1: them. he would probably be the Draymond Green, for him, but with better hand skills.
0: Yeah, and then <laughs> and then
1: you had Leandro Barbosa. Oh, I forgot about Barbosa. Damn,
0: that was a sick team, dude. Yeah, they just like I said, they were just in the wrong era. They yeah. they 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 faced a lot of really great half court teams that. Yeah, to just, what, what are you gonna do against that?
1: the Lake What do you do against the Lakers and the Spurs? Nothing. What, Kobe, Kobe and Shackle, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just going to throw it in there. Or same thing with Tim. Because I love to, what do you call it, their theory? The Spurs the theory against the Suns. Let Stoudemire score as many points as he wants. Yeah, yeah. We, we, the re, we're not going to let the rest of the team beat us.
0: Yeah, just shut everybody else down.
1: Yeah. Wow, look at Stoudemire. He had 48. But they lost by ten. Yeah, yeah, like they didn't. Like yeah. as long as they controlled Nash and everybody else, they they didn't mind giving up the points underneath.
0: Yeah, but today that team would be really deadly.
1: Even the Pistons, that that team when was pretty sick.
0: Yeah, no, but they, 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 they were in the right era.
1: Yeah, they, but that what I'm saying. They think were really back, good. You're talking about that 2003 to
0: 2005 Yeah, they, it just half-court a, Pistons team that
1: had that daily really defense. The, the sad thing is they only won one title out of that.
0: Well, that's because you know, this Dance other first, team came yeah. around.
1: Yeah, game seven, man. <laughs> this, this team was the most that was built better than
0: them, yeah, honestly, because yeah. very similar but better. We had Tim Duncan. Now, granted, you could say that Mano Ginobili could have easily been the MVP that that finals as well, but nah, they didn't have a Tim Duncan. They didn't have – I mean, Rashid Wallace, don't get me wrong, is yeah. really good. I, I was, I'm was. always a big Rashid fan because yeah. he's got so many physical tools. Plus, he's got a good jumper, yeah. um, great defensively, but he just doesn't have the low post game like Tim Duncan.
1: Now, the reason I thought he deserved that MVP, it was that game seven when the Spurs were down, and he just said – feed me the ball and they just literally went to half court and they threw the fucking rock in every almost every play
0: that's what i'm saying yeah and and he literally yeah
1: he literally took over the game and he would just like basically willed the spurs to win and like you said the the where the spurs could do that they relied on tim and he literally should feed me the rock they ain't gonna stop me right and i'm gonna put my back to the goal and just back their ass up yeah and the Pistons didn't have that, and that, no. that was the difference.
0: No, and thank you, thank you yeah. for not having that. Yeah. That was a tough, that was a tough final You know, it was
1: a big, a huge big man. That I loved, I loved his game, and I think he's really underrated. Who? Uh, but people, I mean, you'll you'll say, oh yeah, but what do you call it? back in the day? No, I don't think he got the props that he really. Uh, Clifford Robinson from the with the Trailblazers.
0: Clifford Robinson, old uh, trick daddy.
1: Yeah, well, he it, man, it looked kind of the same. Yeah, what he called of like what they say is is when you wear a headband, that means you know you're a scorer. And there you go. He'd be rocking <laughs> that, man. But I look back and I was thinking about man for being a big man.
0: Uh huh. You know he
1: had so much skill, man. Yeah, like KG time, reminds
0: me a lot of him. Yeah, like yeah.
1: I mean, he was like KG before KG. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I mean, a big man back then. Like the big men back then were like Olajuwon, Robinson, Shaquille. And he was just different, man. He's yeah. just like
0: he was more of a face up. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had a lot of skill. He had yeah. definitely a lot of skill. Yeah, um, but yeah, man. Yeah. So the uh, NBA Finals, you know, you you got you got the Bucks now. Yeah, go I'm going for st- the Bucks. I'm still gonna go for the Suns because uh, I just like Devin Booker a lot, man. I I think he's a really good player, and plus I like his Stilo. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I like I like the the whips he rides in.
1: Yeah, you see the the car uh, he rode in on today. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, not today, the The first
0: game. No, no, what did he ride?
1: I think it was like an old 57 Chevy. Or, man, you know, this dude like has got a local. lot
0: of style, bro. He got a lot of style because he don't just come in there and, you know, some brand new Maserati no, or no, some brand new old, Ferrari. Was, I don't even know the year. but he The man like one comes of those in with pieces. some American classics, yeah. bro. I, I can dig it. Yeah, all metal, baby. I can <sighs> dig it. I can dig it. And, I, and you're thinking like this, bro. I always laugh when I see NBA player or any professional athlete that's above the, the height of 6'2". Maybe six foot Getting like a, One of these European sports cars Like You're Why? not comfortable I know you're not Comfortable driving that thing Knees all up Being the steering wheel I know you're not no. You know Get dude. a big old body Like like an old school
1: American car Dude if I would be I was, yeah, Plenty of space <laughs> Dude if I was that huge I'd be rolling it Like in an Escalade Like you said Like It's a leg room dude Or if I were a car I'm rolling the one On the
0: boats bro <laughs> Yeah. Lincoln, exactly. yeah. Cadillacs Yeah
1: one from the 70s, man, where it's all Tempest. metal. Yeah. Right, where you got to yes. treat it like a school bus and, and, and make that wide turn. <laughs> <laughs> make that wide turn. So you you think got to
0: turn to the right to turn <laughs> to the left. Yes,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> so, But, yeah, man. Um, so, we'll see what happens in the finals. I'm really glad there's some different teams. I'm really glad LeBron's not in it. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure the NBA – well, it's apparently that this has been the highest-rated playoffs in a while for the NBA. Yeah, two and,
1: different teams, man.
0: No surprise. And, and and nobody knew who was going to make it, you yeah. know? Uh, once the Lakers were out, I think that's when the ratings started going up. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of fan fatigue in regards to LeBron. I'm, the NBA probably loves him, but they need to get used to a life without him because yeah. it's coming sooner than later. The man is going to turn 37 next year. And only players that I know that has successful careers at the age of 40, most of them were Spurs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or become coaches. <laughs> yeah. And and,
0: and and even the Spurs, it was like they were reduced to a lot of them reserve roles. Yep. So that's coming faster than, than later. And who's to say that LeBron's going to stay at Laker after this next year? I don't know if he's under contracts too, uh, Or whatever. He's going to take his
1: to Space Jam. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: unfortunately going to have to watch that. I, I, I almost don't want to because I'm I'm with the Jordan version ride or die, but yeah. my son really wants to see it, so I'm gonna have to watch it I'll let you know if it's any any good. yeah, the only
1: uh, good thing is is you have popcorn so there's nothing like that there you go.
0: Popcorn. <laughs> uh, so man, um before we get into anything further, I just want to remind everybody that you can listen to our podcast on Spotify anchor iTunes, and other areas that you listen to podcasts, and please, please, please spread the word, let your friends know, let everybody know uh, to check us out. Um, So, before I jump into our fun fact for today, I have a question I want to ask you. Go for it. What's your favorite superhero? I don't know if we've ever covered, like, our favorite superhero, just Uh, one.
1: One would be, for me, it's pretty easy, Superman, and I know it's like the generic one, but it just comes down, I think it's most, this is probably the reason most people like Superman because he can do everything. He's like, he, yeah. can, he, he, got, he can fly, he's strong, yeah. fast, laser beam eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, got all the powers. Yeah, got all the powers, man. Except for kryptonite, but yeah. I mean, but uh, where can you find that? It, I mean,
0: it, it, the plot makes it like, oh, this shit's everywhere. Yeah. That shit's like radiated pieces of his home world that blew up. Gazillion miles away, yeah. like that shit can't be just everywhere. Yeah,
1: it can't just be laying around, <laughs> like, oh, it's around the corner. It's like, ah, oh,
0: he's a rock, I found it. it's glowing. Oh, I
1: also forgot about his x ray vision as well. That's right, everything, man. Yeah. X ray vision, whatever power frost you could, yeah, frost super breath. speed. You already said yeah. that one, yeah. You know, he, yeah, yeah, he's whatever got pretty he,
0: much a lot of, he's got even more than that he's got a lot of powers um, and they've kind of changed throughout he, like you
1: said he can fly backwards and, and, and undo time
0: oh yeah he can, he can change the rotation of the earth reversing time See, that yeah. was so silly
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like that's not at all what would happen like, <laughs> catastrophic events all over the world is what would happen <laughs> he wouldn't reverse these events yeah he'd make it worse
1: no, so I mean that's pretty much about why Superman's my favorite, and he he's just an American hero.
0: Yeah, they changed that. It used to be uh, for truth, liberty in the. I think it was for truth, justice in the American way. You know, yeah. as as he became, and it it never made any sense either. I mean, I you know I guess at the time, America was very like small minded in the sense of we only think about America. Mm-hmm. And as time progressed, comics became more global, you know, it made no sense for him to say that because he was like, well, you don't really defend just the United States. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you defend all of the world. Yeah. I, I don't know what the new thing is, but I know he doesn't say that anymore. No,
1: it's because they're capitalists. We want money from all over the world. Why limit it just to American way? There you go, bro. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you got to say every way. He probably says it in, in different languages depending on what countries. No, I, I don't know what it is now, but I know he doesn't say that.
1: And you, uh, who's your? I I can pretty much guess who who yours is already.
0: (laughs) Um, Mine is Batman. Dude, like, um, I I mean, it was kind of a toss between Batman or Spider Man because those were the two comics that I really grew up reading a lot of when I was a kid. X Men too, but they're a group, not a character. Mm -hmm. And there's like a lot of the characters that I like in that. But it's like individual characters. Like I was, it was kind of, I was kind of torn between those two, and for different reasons, right? Yeah. Like with Spider Man, he's supposed to be like the everyday guy. Man works multiple jobs, struggling, still finds the time to save people somehow. That's why he's always getting fired, because he's always late to his jobs for saving somebody. (laughs) make
1: his own costumes. And he has
0: the best best excuse. He's like, well, I'm Spider-Man. I'm sorry we're running late. Oh, hey, no problem. No, a man can't say that. You know, you got to protect the loved ones that he loves around him. So, he's just got to take the L every time. Gets fired. (laughs) Gets fired. But, I mean... He was very relatable. You know what I mean? Like he had a girlfriend that he, you know, he was always kind of like going at the time when I was reading it, going back and forth about, you know, letting her know that he was Spider-Man. And he also had a lot of very intriguing villains and stories. And so that's another thing. Both of them have like probably the best Rose galleries for their respective uh, comic, you know,
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Spider-Man has Doc Ock, uh, Lizard, um, Rhino um, Vulture uh, the list goes on and on um, uh, Mysterio I'm trying to think of all of them um, he's got a lot of them craving the Hunter and I mean and every story that he has with him is really great but Batman he probably has the all time best Rose Gallery yeah the Joker Riddler Two-Face uh, Clayface Poison Ivy um, Freeze uh, Mr. Freeze yeah man how can you forget? Art of such an eager yeah chill yeah <laughs> yeah
1: that was horrible
0: chill yeah it was not good. I did it twice
1: like yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um but yeah so all the stories that he had were very intriguing. you know I couldn't relate to his personal life of course because I mean I wasn't an orphan. Didn't I wasn't a, a billionaire butler. orphan, you know, of all things. They had a butler
1: and everything. They had
0: an MI6 butler. Um, but, you know, his stories were always really intriguing for me. Like, you know, it was always about detective work. So it was always a mystery. And it was always like, you know, how is he going to solve this particular problem? Because he doesn't have all those superpowers that Superman has, right? Yeah. Superman's stories are pretty, you know, straightforward. It's like, bad guy comes. Well, Superman's going to punch him because he's like super strong, right? Yeah. The end. That was the end of the story, right? But with Batman, it was like, bad guy comes. But bad guy doesn't just want to fight Batman. He wants to, like, play with Batman's mind. So he's going to do these fucking, uh, you know, crimes to really lure Batman to the situation that he really wants him in. And all these, so you have the the Riddler that makes these puzzles or uh, Two-Face that does a lot of, like, chaotic things. But at the same time, he does it for a purpose. The same thing with Joker. Um, and yeah, and they, they had the whole issue with, you know, is it, because recently they've kind of visited the idea that Batman has where it's like, um, you know, is it smart to keep putting these criminals in like Arkham Asylum or in prison when you know they're just going to get out and, and do the same things over? And we're like, when well, what, at what point do you say enough is enough? Like there was a hero that came around and he was like killing people because, he was like, you know, you have to stop this at some point. But anyway, I'm I'm kind of yeah. going off the path. But Batman, Batman's my favorite, um, and it really kind of solidified when Batman the animated series came out. Um, the music, the the voice acting, the the art, all of it combined, you know. And then I was already reading Got the it. comic books. That really like solidified Batman to me as as like the definitive hero. You know yeah. what I mean? Just the yeah. guy out there kicking ass. As a masked ninja, essentially yeah. he's a ninja.
1: Oh, that's cool, man. His cars ain't bad either.
0: No, not at all. He always has the nicest whip. Yeah. I keep saying whip. I'm sorry, guys. He always has the nicest ride out there. Yeah. The, always. Always. Yeah, I mean, probably the silliest Batmobile is the Batman and Robin one. But, like, the first, the Batmobile from Batman and Batman Returns, that Batman, Batmobile is sick. Yeah. The one from Batman, the animated series, was sick. Um. I also liked um, the tumbler is okay. You know, it it just... It was different. Yeah, it was different. You know, and it it serves a very functional purpose. It just kind of was like outside of what the Batmobile is supposed to be, which is supposed to be like a mix of like this high-tech armored vehicle that's also a sports car kind of deal. Yeah. Um, But it was different. You know what I mean? And it had a very functional purpose. But that's why I liked the last one. Probably the second best only because the the Batman and the Batman Returns one was is very nostalgic.
1: Yeah.
0: And it has a lot of cool, you know, elements to it. But the one in the last one, and I'm talking about the one in Justice League and and Batman vs Superman. The, Bat-flack, the Batfleck, the Backfleck one is pretty awesome. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Cuz it it has like the duality of functionality plus you still get that sports car feel. Yeah. Um this next one is coming up, looked like it looked like a muscle car, but we'll see more what he can do when the movie comes out. I think next year.
1: Tweet. But yeah, man, okay. yeah, wait. Batman.
0: Batman's my 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 guy. So, onto these fun facts. I got a couple here.
1: All right. Did
0: you know that July 9th is OJ Simpson's birthday? Hide your knives.
1: The uh, the juice. The juice, bro.
0: Shout out to the juice. Also. July 9th, 1981, Donkey Kong was released.
1: Oh, dang.
0: Making it the first appearance of Mario Mario.
1: Oh, okay. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So, nice little couple fun facts there. So, yeah. today's topic is we're going to talk about the NBA draft this year, man. You ready to jump into that? I'm ready, man. Let's go. Right, man so the nba draft date is july 29th all right and nba free agency and i want to bring this up because you know it's part of it's gonna be part of our discussion as well it's gonna be august the 2nd so there's and that's usually how it goes there's usually a short turnaround between the draft and the, and the free agency
1: yeah
0: um and so like i said we said earlier the spurs have all their vets are free agents uh, rudy damar patty um Ah, I forget the big man's name. Um, the big guy we just got. Not that long ago.
1: How good so? No. <laughs> you forgot <laughs> to.
0: But anyway. Uh, so, the Spurs' biggest needs right now is we need small forward, power forward, and center. Those are the three biggest needs that we got. Now, we do have a starting center, um, which is Jakub. Jakub Pertl. Uh We don't have any real backup centers. Like, I don't think Luka Samanic is I don't think they consider him a center. I think he's more of a power forward, maybe even potentially a small forward, de- depending on how well um, he develops his ball handling and those type of skills. But I think he's more of a power forward to be honest. Yeah. Um, small forward, we do have KJ. I know he played a lot of power forward this past year. Uh, but I think, I want to say they probably, well, I mean, they probably envision him as both. You know, depending on what lineup is out there. But I think he probably will become the starting small forward. Unless uh, Devin Vassell makes a jump and he gets into the starting lineup and then you have KJ as a power forward. So, I mean, I guess that creates a lot of flexibility. Yeah. But an additional small forward doesn't hurt. Right? So, those are kind of like, especially one that can shoot at three. Yeah. I think that's a big need for us is three-point shooting. So, those are kind of like the three biggest I guess needs for the Spurs as far as position and so a name that I keep hearing about as far as free agency is John Collins you know John Collins is no (laughs) John John Collins right now he played well he this past year he played power forward for the uh, Atlanta Hawks okay he's a young guy I want to say he's in his early 20s um he's athletic big he's about I think he's 6'9 power forward um he can shoot the 3. Um he's a good uh basket like he can he's good at running towards the basket, you know, offensively. Um catching lobs, um playing in a pick and roll, stuff like that, which is pick and rolls bread and butter the Spurs. Yeah. So uh he fits very well. I think a lot of the reason why a lot of people are kind of like mentioning his name is cuz of his age and that they feel like he would fit very well with the young makeup of the team. Like he would kind of progress Nicely with the rest of the team and and with the Spurs training staff that he could kind of develop more consistency because that's yeah. one of his biggest flaws is he's very inconsistent. Um, I mean, he has a lot of tools and gifts, but he doesn't always put it all together all, all the time. Yeah, you know, so maybe uh, you know with the, with especially with Chip England, he can make his jumper a little bit more refined and and consistent. more con- and consistent yeah. and, and you know he could be he could, he could become that. Three point shooting power forward, which is something that we this is very popular now in the NBA. Yeah, and Luca is still very young and raw. um, Where, uh, matter of fact, I saw him in the gym recently shooting, putting up shots. But he's like I said, he's still pretty young and raw that he he wouldn't necessarily challenge John uh, for the starting spot right now. But I mean, he would be a good bench player to come behind John. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So John Collins and and I guess a lot of people are, are. Estimating that he would, that would the cost that it would take to get him is probably giving him close to the max, if not the max. I don't know what that would be for him in particular. Um, it wouldn't be like a super max or anything like that, but it definitely would be in the 20, 20 million range, twenty plus, twenty maybe more than that. Um, but like I said, he he fits a lot of the needs that we need. Um, I don't know if he's how well he is of a defender. As far as, like, rim protection, I don't think that's, like, his forte. I think he can move laterally pretty well from the few videos that I've seen of him. Um, But I think offensively, he's got a lot of uh, potential. Yeah. I think he could fit very well with the young guys that we have on the team. Um, But that's the the only name that I've really heard outside of our own free agents.
1: Yeah. I haven't really heard anything else other than that. The only other free agency story I heard was about DeRozan and the Lakers but that was pretty much
0: it uh, the Lakers are always going to get somebody it's yeah. every year every summer man It's every like summer. whoever your favorite free agent is the Lakers are after them and they're going to get them they're going to be a Laker it's almost for sure every year it happens um, yeah I know he's from LA I don't know if he necessarily wants to go back to LA I don't know how what what his feelings are like I know his family a lot of his family still resides there I believe I know when, when his father was yeah. doing well, he was going to L.A. But I don't know, you know, because not everybody wants to always go back home. You know, yeah. home doesn't always have the fondness of memories. Uh, and Maybe yeah, it does, or maybe it's not the best of situations. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say he didn't have that great of a situation in L.A. when he was living there. No,
1: nah, that's why when he went to Toronto, he was. He liked it over there and transitioned well over there. And then the Kawhi trade.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll talk about a little bit more about that later yeah. in, in in regards to, like, potential trades. Uh, but, yeah. I, so, I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see what happens with him. Um, he's probably the biggest question mark right now because I think he uh, – like, he should. You know, he's got a lot of money. I would be relaxing right now. I wouldn't be worrying about that at all. Why worry about free agency? Yeah. It's not a big deal. But with the draft coming around, you know, who knows what kind of action is gonna happen at that point. Um maybe he makes a homecoming back to Toronto.
1: That wouldn't be bad.
0: Right? Um Toronto does kind of owe the Spurs one, if you ask me. Yes. You know, I agree. We did we did give gift them a championship that was supposed to be ours.
1: <laughs> yeah. Personal opinions coming out. Yeah, still bitter.
0: Um. So I mean, they they could they, they that could be a possibility. They're in the top five. They have a number four pick. Um, you know the the Spurs could somehow keep their pick plus the number four pick, and I don't know what else they would need to get to to kind of match salary uh, and trade Damar back to Toronto. That'd be really neat. I don't know. I don't know if he would be cool with that. Uh, but you know, it, a signing trade would be a strong possibility for, for him. I mean, a strong possibility for him would be to stay as well, but I don't know. Like, like we were talking about earlier with pop you know, we don't know if he's going to be the coach next year. And if he's not the coach, then, then it's obvious that the Spurs are signaling a rebuild, right? With yeah. the young guys that they got. And so where does DeMar really fit in that?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, at his career, he's really good and he's good enough to be a starter but not to be the superstar of the team. Yeah, I agree. And, but he's in that stage, too, where he can pick to go to a championship-caliber team and get a, himself a title.
0: Yeah. He, he's yeah. definitely a good second, third option. Yeah. I wouldn't say as far as third. I think he could be a good second option. Um, and, and there's teams out there, you know. Um, so we'll see what happens, you know, with free agency. We'll see what happens with the draft. In regards to Trace Stuff like that Um, But I think I think the only Free agent That we're probably Going to keep In my opinion I'll say There's two That I have a strong Feeling that we'll Probably keep I think Rudy and Patty will probably Stay Just because Patty has uh, He's done a lot For the community And he's also Has I think he's like I don't want to say, well, I guess pretty much he is the spiritual leader of the team. You know, I think a lot of the the younger cats really gravitate towards him. And um, he's kind of that bridge between the old ways and the new ways kind of deal. But if a team throws enough money at him, you know, I know the Spurs have encouraged players in the past again uh, to to go and get that money, man. You know, we're going to offer you this. We're not going to offer you any more than this. So if, if you want this, you know, you can take it. But if I were you, you should go and get that money. I don't know. I don't know how Patty feels, you know. Like, yeah. You know, so we'll see what happens. But I, my gut tells me that him and Rudy are probably going to stay. Um, I forget the big man's name, but I don't think he's going to stay. Uh, Dang. Mm-hmm. Georgie Dang. I don't think he's going to stay, um, mainly because when we talk about the draft picks, uh, you know, I think he, his replacement is going to be in there. Yeah. Um, And then I think DeMar, I really have, I don't really see him, I don't really see a fit for him. Yeah. With all the guards we got, um, I just don't see a fit where he would, you know, where we could put him somewhere. Um, so, you know, we'll see where where he ends up landing. Yeah, that's still a question mark. He hasn't really hinted on one way or another where he, what he's gonna do. I think the Lakers yeah. rumor is probably the closest that we've gotten to any kind of like, well, where is this man gonna go? Yeah. So, what about you, man? What do you think?
1: Um, I I think he's gonna go. Um, I think you. He... I don't think it's going to be weird. I think there's no hard feelings. But I think he's probably going to go. And I don't think he necessarily... I think he could stay here. But for some reason, I just get this feeling he's going to go. But he's going to go to somewhere he really wants to go. It's like... It's going to be on his terms. And And I don't think he's going to be necessarily always just chasing the money. I think he's looking more like the right situation. Yeah. Not only that, but like living where he's going to be living all these things. I think he's just, I think he's just a different cat. so the sons. (laughs) You know what? It's funny. They're close to LA. Yeah. How about about the bucks? If he goes to the bucks.
0: Maybe. I mean, that'd be be funny. What do you call
1: it? Just go to the, another Eastern team. I just, I just don't.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. The Bucks wouldn't be bad, but I, I like the makeup of the Bucks team. Uh, just
1: go to the Nets, man. Just throw all the uh, no the stars. Yeah, no, just, uh, just do another
0: no, star team. That no the team is that team failed as soon as they were constructed, man. <laughs> I know a lot of people were like, no, man, they're so awesome. Look how awesome all those ISO players. Yeah, not one of them can stay healthy. Uh, surprise. Well, I mean, James Harden is probably the healthiest out of those three, but since that man's come back from his hiatus, he ain't look right.
1: <laughs>
0: he looked like Papa Papa Harden out there, bro. <laughs> he looked like he should be he should be <laughs> I don't know, man, rocking the bib or something, man. Yeah,
1: exactly. Eating too many of them wings. Them wings, baby. Making it rain. And them strip clubs. The and uh you buffets are too tempting for him, man.
0: Yeah, and then Kyrie, um, I don't know. He he doesn't sound like basketball is the number one priority. Maybe it is. I don't know. But every time he talks, he's like basketball is kind of like a, at the background of his mind. Yeah, you know, and you know he has a lot of skill. Maybe maybe it's just what he. Maybe he just has so many focuses that's how it comes out. Um, but he's also very injury prone.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, he. when's the last season he played clean?
0: I don't know. I don't know. He started his career injury injured, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, KD, too. Ever since KD um, had that foot injury, I mean, he's been kind of getting hurt every year.
1: Yeah, when Golden State, right? When he got injured out there.
0: Was it with Golden State?
1: Yeah, when he was out there.
0: So... I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I don't see. I don't know how. I mean, it's kind of like eight. It's kind of like Anthony Davis, bro. Like, yeah. when's the last time that man's played a full season? Never. Never. And I don't ever. I don't see that changing. And and who's this? I don't know what it is, right? Because part of me thinks like, well, all these medical professionals and trainers that you have access to, you would think they would be able to solve those issues for you. Like, maybe you need to put on more weight. Yeah. Maybe you need to do some different stretches. Maybe you need to do this, that, or another. I would like to think that these people do these things, but at the same time, it's like, well, what if I'm naturally athletic like that? Would I would I change anything I do? If I could, if the game came to me so easily, I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't do everything I'm supposed to do, and I get injured yeah. every year. Anyway, we're getting off the topic. We're talking about the draft right now, All not right. these has been players. No, they're not has been. Yeah. A lot of them are really <laughs> great players. Um, and unfortunately, Good. learning a lot from our Spurs coaches. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the NBA draft. So it seems like every mock draft that I look at has the same five players as the top five. Number one seems the consensus number one right now seems to be Cade Cunningham.
1: Is he from Oklahoma State, right?
0: Oklahoma State. He was only a freshman, so he's a young cat. He's a point guard slash shooting guard. So he's a guard, six eight.
1: It's a big ass guard.
0: It's a big guard. Long arms, uh can score. From all three levels, can post up, obviously okay. can can handle the rock, can pass, can shoot, yeah. do it all. Now, now, they did say, like, one of his weaknesses is that his athleticism isn't, like, you know, absolutely jaw-dropping.
1: Like, freakish or nothing. For nothing.
0: Right? Yeah, but he's still, like, pretty athletic. So, um, right now, mm-hmm. he's projected to go to the Pistons. No-brainer. Pistons need that star, superstar in the making player. Yeah. They're kind of like hoping for that. (laughs) Um,
1: Who's at the number two spot?
0: So I'm looking at the Bleacher Report um, mock draft, but in most of them, I'll I'll say this, in in no order Mm -hmm. right now. Well, number one guy is always, he's always the same in every mock draft that I've seen, Cade Cunningham. But the other four, they're usually kind of like different. Right, I'm just gonna name them, and then I'll I'll name what the order that the okay. report has them. Okay. So Jalen Green, who played for the G League at night, I guess that was one of the teams that like got players that wanted to skip going to college. Uh-huh. Had a lot of those players. Then you had, and he's a, I want to say he's a shooting guard. Uh, I want to say he's six six. He might be taller than that. Then you have Evan Mobley. And he went to USC, power forward center, long, um, has lateral quickness, quickness uh, for defensive versatility. Uh, he can handle the ball, he can spot up. Um, he's pretty much a very skilled all around, um, so it looks like defensive uh, big man that can also shoot. Okay. Jalen Suggs, which gained a lot of popularity uh, with the championship. I want to say, right? Gonzaga was in the championship this yeah. last year. Yeah. And he was like one of the stars. He was the star point guard for Gonzaga.
1: Yeah, Gonzaga almost had the perfect season, lost in last game.
0: So, he he was one of the big reasons for that. And then Jonathan Kuminga, who was also on that G League in 19. And 19 must have been really good. Yeah. Um, but he's like an all-around player. Um, pretty much has like a lot of upside, strong athletic, combo forward, so he can play both. Uh back to the basket, can shoot. Um, and but yeah, those seem to be the consistent five. Those seem to be the consistent five players in every mock draft that I looked at. Jonathan Kaminga, Jalen Suggs, uh Evan Mobley, Jalen Green. And Cade Cunningham, with Cade Cunningham yeah. usually being the f- number one consistently, and then the other four kind of being rotating
1: around. around. Mm-hmm. So, who's in the two spot? Like a team?
0: So, Bleacher Report, uh, Houston Rockets are number two. Mm-hmm. So, in the Bleacher Report, they have Jalen Green going to them, going to the Rockets. He's a shooting guard, very young.
1: But uh, out of the ones that the 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 guys that you told me about, to me the most. Probably intriguing was probably that USC kid, that Evan powerful. Mobley. Yeah,
0: he's no, They're considering him. They have him here as number three for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Um, which right now they had, well, they had Jerry Allen, who's a pretty much a defensive big, mm-hmm. your stereotypical defensive big. I don't think he has a lot of behind the basket moves, if any. Yeah. Um, but he's. I guess the way I kind of look at him is kind of like a Clint Capella. You know, who yeah. catch those rebounds and dunks or he'll catch a lob and dunk. Uh, but he's very good as a rim protector. here's it's a Tyson Chandler, too. Tyson. Yeah. Like a, like a stereotypical center. See, you know
1: why I like... so,
0: But this guy can shoot the three.
1: That's what I was going to say. That's what intrigued me after you were telling me he's shooting the three. But the reason... If I was the number two spot... Uh, who was in... I forgot which team you said. was The, the Rockets. Up. If I was the Rockets, I would probably go with the USC this is just my philosophy with the NBA draft you can't really afford to to F up yeah because I mean like in football and baseball you have multiple rounds and everything if you mess up in the first round in the NBA you know if you if you hit it one player can change your whole team You can go from what do you call it? I mean, look at that Spurs
0: to Michael Jordan, yeah,
1: (laughs) or like a Spurs. Like, you get the right player, it can be a whole total, you know, organization change, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, but the reason I say it with I would probably go with the big man with that for me is like one is is right off the bat, you know, if he's just defending, he he can make a direct impact right off the bat, right? And And he'll be definitely
0: be cheaper than Jared Allen,
1: and usually big men. You even if they're average, they'll be in the league at least six to ten years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you throw in a three... Size. Yeah, you can't teach size. And if you throw a three on them, I mean, to me, that makes more sense. I mean, I've always been that thought, like, you can't teach size. And yeah, sometimes these shooting guards and point guards, they sound flashy and all that, and they look great and everything. But it's sort of like the way I... I the, it's going to sound messed up, but... The best way I can equate them to is like a wide receiver in the in the NFL. Yeah, dime a dozen, man. Yeah, like, they are. Yeah, yeah,
0: you can find a lot of those. Yeah, I I agree with that. You know, um, but I guess if you're the Rockets, you're thinking, you know, we need somebody that we can build our franchise behind. Yeah, and is Evan Mobley that guy? Maybe he is. You know, but it's easier to build your franchise, especially in the NBA, behind a wide receiver an offensive lineman yeah you know what i mean now if you're in the nfl you're like well shoot i'm getting an offensive lineman in that first round because
1: it's. i know i don't have to you get another lineman for a while mm-hmm. yeah that's the way i see that's the way i sort of see it it's like yeah but like it, but it's sort of like they're not the flashy like ooh, look at that lineman oh like that big band's the lineman Ooh, not flashy at all that that lineman's gonna be there, consistent gaming. Yeah, oh look at that receiver! Yeah, he burned out in the first round. I threw away a dr- dr- that. Now I look over there. Oh look at that lineman! I could have had, and he's on that team getting double doubles, day in and day not a day out. You know yeah, that?
0: but then you know, then you have to be reminded about the Portland Trailblazers that went and got that lineman. Yeah, they got that that Sam Bowie, and then they had to look across. Let's look at that chicago who Chicago who went after the wide receiver, like damn, you mean all yeah. that money in championships could have been ours, maybe I don't yeah. know, probably yeah. <laughs> yeah, but hey, it is what it is, yeah, so in this particular mock draft, I'm not gonna go over the the rest of the those those spots because, like I said, depending on what mock draft you get the the players are different, yeah, you know, and it's still kind of early. Um, in the draft process, even though it's not a couple weeks away. But it's hard to kind of predict what each spot's going to be. So we're just going to really focus from this point forward on mainly the Spurs. So according to the Bleacher Report, they have the Spurs grabbing Josh Gidde, who is a point guard, shooting guard. I think he's like 6'7", if I'm not mistaken, Mm 6'6", from Australia. Um,
1: so he'll probably be on he'll be on the the D League for a while
0: uh, maybe Um, I I saw some highlights of him it wasn't very impressive it wasn't didn't feel like it was was, he was anything that the Spurs really needed Uh, that's what
1: I was gonna say do we even need another guard
0: if we do get another guard he has to be a three point shooter like that that can't be that there's no yeah that's what I'm saying negotiation in that part you know what I mean yeah you, and he can be a point guard. He can be a shooting guard, but, but the, he has to he, be able he, to he, shoot, shoot three.
1: Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. We don't need another pointer guard or shooting guard. That can, it's basically like our others. You know what I mean?
0: Right. And and, and, that, and that's kind of the feel that I got from him. He was still kind of raw.
1: That's why. That's why. If they see, when you said that, I was like picturing in my head right out the gate D League Austin Toros.
0: Yeah. So um, that's what they they think that the Spurs are gonna get. Now I'm gonna go through. Like, real quick, the list of sp- players that have had workouts with the Spurs. Now. Oh, okay. Now, workouts and interviews. Now, Jordan Burns, he's 6 feet. 20, now, he's 23 years of age. Now, and here's an interesting thing before I continue. Most of us, well, not most – all the workouts the Spurs have had have been with players that are older, like, as far as, like, 22, 23, 24 – yeah. And they're all project, projected to go in the late first round to to not being drafted, right? So it le- leads me to believe that they're working out players that they're probably going to get in the second round or maybe even after the draft to they send, to, call the, up. To, send yeah. to Austin, right? Yeah. So Jordan Burns, here's why he intrigues me. Now, he's six foot. That's not, not, not impressive. He's 23 years old, not impressive. But he is a sharpshooter, right? Who does that sound like? Six-foot yeah. sharpshooter that we have on our team currently. Shoot. Patty Mills, right? Yeah. So I started thinking, like, well, maybe he's potentially that Patty Mills replacement.
1: Oh, at a fraction of the cost.
0: Right. Here's the other thing.
1: And then you can he's, look at him, just be happy you're on the, the, on the team. Yes, yeah. League minimum.
0: Yeah. It, now, he went to Colgate. They don't obviously don't play you know, big-time Programs or they do they're probably that team that comes in and gets destroyed. Um, he averaged sixteen point eight points, four point three rebounds, five point three assists. So he had a, a good all around game. But here's the other thing:
1: he's from San Antonio. Yeah, I, um,
0: he went to Marshall.
1: Yeah, I was about to say that because he was on the um, the the news did a, a section on him when they went his team went made a run in their their tournament. Uh, I think the NIT or I forgot what what. Um, what tournament they were in and uh he was like the lead one of the high scorers
0: yeah out there yeah he's quick i saw some highlights of him he's he definitely can shoot got a quick release can shoot from anywhere uh and he's very quick very quick
1: my man's bring back memories of like devin brown san antonio local kid undrafted go what gets picked up by the spurs He's very makes po- the team in I ended up having a pretty decent career.
0: Yeah, I did he won a couple championships. If yeah, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, one with uh, for sure with us.
0: No, I mean I think he won a couple with. I think he won uh, one in '03 and I want to say '05 maybe.
1: Yeah, I can't remember, but I know for sure one. I was like, yeah. Oh, by the way, did you know he's uh, the? um I don't know about now, but he was the UTSA record holder point scored. I don't know <laughs> if he still is. I think there's yeah, a. The, the, I think the, that,
0: the that Puerto Rican kid might be. In yeah, that.
1: I think he he might have taken it. Uh, or is it this year he's going to break it? Or did he break it last year?
0: I can't recall. Yeah. Now, that's going to be something interesting to bring up for next week, though. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Jordan Burns. Uh, I mean, he sounds like an intriguing undrafted prospect. I don't now know. Draft
1: him first-round pick, maybe.
0: I don't I don't <laughs> know. If that, I mean, maybe. He's going to put like a draft day. day I'm a length. little
1: bit biased here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Another guy that worked out was a guy named Terry Taylor. Uh, six five. I think he's twenty one years old. I didn't write the age down, uh, but he he's intriguing because he looks like he's very athletic. Uh, he can create his own shot. Um, and he has a very high motor. He averaged the most double doubles this past year in college. He went to Austin PV. So I mean, again, yeah, you have to kind of take the the competition. And, and I and I and I did make a point to get all the colleges because just kind of give you an idea what competition they yeah. were facing. Um, but he did average 21.6 points and 11.1 rebounds. So he averaged a double-double. five guard. Um, what he reminded me of a lot of was KJ. If KJ had a more consistent jumper, but wasn't yeah. as quick to the basket. Like oh, KJ okay. is really good at slashing through the basket. Yeah, but This guy isn't as good as that, but he's a more consistent jumper. So, oh. um, another guy that they worked out, uh, was this guy named Chris Duarte, 66 uh, guard from I think he's a swingman uh, from Oregon, 24 years old. so he's on the old side for especially for a college player, you know you pretty much got to come in if you're that old and be ready to go. Uh, but he did average 17.1 points, 4.6 rebounds, and 2.7 assists, 53% field goal percentage and 42 percent from the three point line. Now, based on the highlights, it looks like he's kind of like a 3-and-D player. Like, think of like a Danny Green. Yeah. The guy you don't want to have the ball in his hands. Like, he's spot up, boom. But he can also defend. He's got a nice body size. Um, another guy who they were looking at is a guy named Josh Primo. I just like to call the name I was Josh about to Primo. say Primo. Yeah. This is a cool name. 6'6". Six, six. Um, he went to Alabama. Uh, he's 18. He's the youngest player in the draft. I'm liking
1: this Primo kid already.
0: Um. Now he did average only eight point one points, three point four rebounds, and point eight assists. He shot forty three percent and thirty eight percent from three. So he's obviously very young, very raw. Uh, yeah. Um. But you know, I mean, it sounds like he has a lot of potential.
1: Especially in Jersey sales. Yeah, I like Jersey that. Primo. Yeah. Primo. So it just sounds like, like a, a cool name, man. Who's that? That's my cousin Primo. <laughs> <laughs> He's especially here, right? Yeah, he essentially fit right in, man. Um, what up, cuz? Yeah, all right, dude.
0: Uh, another guy they they worked out, Trey Mann, he's 6'5", 20 years old from Florida. Uh average 16 points, 5.6 rebounds, 3.5 assists, 1.4 steals. Uh 46% field goal from uh from field goal from all his field goals and then 40% three point, three field, yeah, three point range. So, he sounds very intriguing. Now, Obviously, you want to see more consistency from a three if we're going to get another guard like we talked about, yeah. but he's pretty young, 20 years old. Um, and then it makes you question, like, okay, if we do draft a guard, you know, what does that mean about our other guards? Yeah. We'll see. Um, so, this is where it gets a little bit more interesting because you get more size. Uh, Trey Murphy the third, 6'9", 21 years old, from Virginia. Okay. Now, he did look like a three and D type of player where he can kind of play the tweener role. Um, he did shoot 50.3% field goal and then 43% from the three point range. That's pretty good. It's pretty decent. He averaged 11.3 points, 3.4 rebounds, 1.2 assists. Um, but he looked like he could defend the, the rim pretty good. Um, I mean, he can kind of defend players pretty well.
1: What you just described that dude, (laughs) that guy just sounds like a Spurgeon. <laughs> he probably will. Maybe it's him. Yeah, I was about to say, you're just saying there, just like checking off the, all the boxes in my head. I'm like, okay, he ain't. he's not a 2-2 raw. Um, old enough, 1920. 20 where he's still very, very, very young. 21. 21 where he's still young, but he's a little bit mature. Shooting is pretty good. And to think, you know, you get him with Chip England... Those percentages are just going to go up. And he already has propensity to to defend.
0: Yeah.
1: That, it just sounds like...
0: Sounds like, yeah. Man. I mean, again, these are all players that are project, projected to go from the late first round to the second round to undrafted. So, yeah. definitely wouldn't be upset if that was their second round pick. Yeah. That would be actually really good per second round pick, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Now this next guy, he's he's projected to go even as high as the mid first round. Um, Joe Weiskamp, six seven, 22 years old. He went to Iowa. He averaged fourteen point eight points, six point six rebounds, one point seven assists. Now he shot forty nine percent in you know his field goals, but he shot forty six percent from three. So he's a good all around player. Um. Definitely a really good short, uh, shooter. Yeah. But he lacks NBA athleticism and that was very apparent. So think about like a Joe Ingles. Okay. If Joe Ingles didn't have as good a ball handling as he does, that's pretty much what this guy really reminded me of. Austin Reeves, uh, 6'6, 23 years old, went to Oklahoma. um, 18.3 points, 5.5 rebounds, 4.6 assists, so he has a good all-around game. 44% field goal percentage, uh, 31% from three. Now, what the, the impression that I got from this guy was that he was more of a scorer than a shooter. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't really have a consistent jumper, but it looked like he can score. Like, he can really put the ball in the hoop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he can score all kind of ways, shoot from all kind of different shoot, angles. Shoot,
1: drive, all that. But
0: it doesn't look like...
1: He's consistent.
0: Yeah. And that's a, that, and that's the problem. Like, like he looks like a scorer. Like, like you look like he's gonna have to get value to be able to be effective. Yeah, which he's not gonna get with the Spurs. No. Um, so I don't know, but he worked out with them. Um, Makio, I think that's how you pronounce it. He's either Makio or Masio Teague, six four, 24 years old from Baylor. Um, he averaged fifteen point nine points, four rebounds, one point seven assists. Shot 48% from field goal and then 40% from three point range. Now, he looks like a, like his jump shot looks really nice. He looks like a sharpshooter. Now, of course, he lacks upside because he's already 24 years old. So, just like the other guy that's close to, I think, 24 years old. You got to be
1: ready to hit the floor running.
0: You got to be ready to hit the floor. Now, I think he could be like a ready to go spot up shooter. I just don't know if he provides enough in other categories to, to gain. You know, because yeah. you can be a spot-up shooter, but you're going to have to at least play some some type of defense.
1: D, got to be able to run, set picks, roll. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't just stand there and just say. Yeah.
0: yeah. You're not going to be able not in the NBA. Yeah. Nah. So, I don't know how well that's going to work with him. But, you know, they worked him out, and maybe he impressed them. Sh- maybe, maybe he didn't. showed him. We'll, we'll, we'll find out.
1: Damn.
0: Um, Next guy is Vez Pons. 6'7", 22 years old, went to Tennessee, uh, averaged 8.7 points, 5.3 rebounds, uh, 0.7 assists, and 1.8 blocks. Yeah. So, already, you already see where his, uh, you know, where his, I guess, acumen is. Yeah. Now, he shot 47% all around, but he shot 27% from three. That's not good in the NBA. Now he's a I the way basically what he looked like to me was a tweener. Like he looked like he wasn't really a small forward, wasn't really a power forward. Like kind of that in between player, which I know they're very popular, but in order for to be popular, a good tweener in the NBA, you have to have good ball handling skills. And he didn't look like he really had that. Yeah. He looked like a legit tweener. And the only reason why he's a tweener, because his body didn't look big enough to be a straight power forward. But he's really more of a big man. Based yeah. on the highlights that I kind of saw. Um solid red protector. He was I, based on the highlights, he can get a lot of blocks. So so those are all the guys that worked out for the Spurs. Um the ones that I like the most, um Primo. I like Primo. The you know, the name alone deserves draft drafting <laughs> <laughs> mention. Um but I also liked um uh Terry. Terry Taylor, I thought he was really interesting.
1: I like that Colgate kid from Marshall.
0: Marshall, yeah. I bet you do. He's very intriguing as well. Now, these are the guys that interviewed with the Spurs. They only interviewed with them, which is interesting. Because all of these guys, except for one of them, are projected to go in the lottery. Hmm. So the one that didn't is not projected to go in the lottery. He's pretty interesting. His name is LJ... Uh, Figueroa, Figueroa, okay, 6'6", 23 years old, went to Oregon, uh, averaged 12.3 points, 6.1 rebounds, 1.4 assists, shot 47%, and then shot 38% from three-point range. Now, he came off a lot like a modern power forward to me, like that power forward that can handle the ball decently, um, very much like like a Draymond Green type. Yeah,
1: I was about to say, physical, can back when he needs to
0: very much like a Draymond Green. And obviously can hit the three at a decent clip. Um, so it's interesting that they... they Because he's projected to go in the late first round, second round. So it's interesting that they interviewed him. But I wouldn't be mad they got him. Now these other three are, are straight up projected to go into the lottery to like mid and first round. First one is Keon Johnson. 6'5", 19 years old from Tennessee. Average 11.2 points, 3.5 rebounds. 2.5 assists, 1.1 steals. Now, he shot 45%, but he shot 27% from three-point range, which is not good for a guard.
1: Yeah. What
0: I noticed about him is that he has very active feet as a defender. Uh, he blocks shot shots very well. Like, he's he stays, sticks with his person very well. Falls him to the basket, boom, blocks the shots. Uh, reminded me a lot of Derek White okay. in that regard. Except that he, well, Derek White is more of like that sneaky athletic. This yeah. guy is like athletic. Just athletic, yeah. <laughs> um, very good at attacking the basket and a very good mid-range jumper. Um, like I said, three-point range. Obviously, he's inconsistent um, in that regard. But again, I think where he's going to make his bread and butter is being an on-the-ball defender.
1: Yeah, hitting it to the hole. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, driving
0: to the basket. Um, this other guy, it was another guy on Kazaga. Um, I don't find him very impressive. But he he's supposed to be one of the best shooters in the in the draft. Uh, Corey uh, Kispert, 6'7", 22 years old. Went to Gonzaga, like I said. Averaged 18.6 points, 5 rebounds, 1.8 assists, and .9 steals. Now, he shot 53% overall and 44% from three-point range. Yeah. He's a sharp shooter. He's an all-around player. He can handle the ball. He can pass and all that stuff. But he doesn't have very good athleticism. And so that brings up the question – how well can he defend at the next level?
1: Yeah, in transition. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so the other, the last player that they interviewed and probably the most intriguing for me, and I think the guy they're probably targeting, mm-hmm. I'm hoping, because he fits a need. Um, he has a skill set that I think that Spurs desperately need. And he lives currently in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Kai Jones. 6'11", 22 years old, 20 years old, I'm sorry, went to Texas. Now, he averaged 8.8 points, 4.8 rebounds, 0.6 assists, uh, 0.8 steals, and 0.9 blocks. He shot 58% overall, 38% from three as a freshman. 6'11"?
1: 6'11". Shit, I don't think he to be around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's athletic, runs the floor well, uh, has decent handles for a big man, quick jumper, like very quick release.
1: You could even name him our center. Good he shot really blocker.
0: One, and like I said, very nice he has a nice stroke. He's a very nice jumper. Um, so that's the guy that I would like them to target that supposedly will will be around in that area. But I based gonna, on what you just said, making yeah, me nervous.
1: No, I was gonna say, yeah, if you could throw him in there as a the center. I mean, with the modern basketball, I mean Yeah.
0: No, no, no. That that's the position he plays, yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean he can
0: he would fit nice. Especially if he's coming off the bench behind yeah, Jakob. Yeah. You can actually play them together, to be honest. Yeah.
1: He's that versatile where you could leave him. It sounds like a uh, uh, power forward, small, sh- I mean, shooting. Yeah. Well, no, I he, mean, everything. Damn, When you no, clip that forward, high. Power
0: forward, center is probably where he's going to be. But he has pretty decent but, I mean, handles yeah, for that's a what big I man. Like,
1: Yeah, I was about to say, when you're, you're shooting a clip like that, you don't necessarily have to be under the. the, the oh, no, <laughs> uh, no. you're going to yeah, be on the three-point yeah, line. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You'd be in and out, man. You can run it both. That that's
0: the guy that I'm hoping they target at that Me spot, too. that 12. Um I'm hoping that he's too raw for certain teams to want to put in the time for him. Yeah. But perfect for what we got. Yeah. You know what I mean, and then but,
1: oh, then with the Austin D League team, you don't think the coaches already spotted him and been keeping him exactly. Ever? That's why that's yeah. why
0: like I think he's a strong possibility, right? Because they only interviewed him. They first of all, they only interviewed all their their potentials, right? And yeah. that's as as of right now. Maybe they interview more people or work out more people later on. But I think what the Spurs have gotten to the habit of players that they're targeting with their picks. Like, they're just interviewing yeah. them to kind of get a better feel of their head because... they
1: pretty much know their game already. Before yeah. that, I mean, what you show me in a one-hour one, one hour drill isn't no. really going to change my fucking mind. You, it's you sort of like the, the,
0: You banged the best point. Like, yeah. they, we have the Austin Spurs there. Like, how hard is it for them to go yeah, and scout that's I this saying. dude Yeah, Texas? When,
1: I, when you said that, I was like, he's right there. like, you don't yeah. think the coaches are already just watching day? they already, know. They're, they're already yeah. there. They already know. Yeah.
0: And you put them with our with our training staff... He's gonna, he would be a beast. Yeah. He already got the physical gifts. I mean, this yeah. dude can he jump out. Can't teach 6'11. Can't teach 6'11, but this dude can jump out the gym.
1: Yeah.
0: He, in every clip that I watched, he was, he is like a gazelle out there, bro. He'll, he can outrun everybody and get to the other side. Now I'm talking them all up and somebody else is gonna take him. It's gonna hurt my feelings. Yeah. But hopefully, 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 hopefully.
1: Hopefully he falls to us. And- yeah.
0: So what about you, man? That's Those cool. are all the people we've worked out in, and, and, Interviewed and and who do you who do you who are you looking at for the Spurs to grab well, now at twelve?
1: Kai Jones. Kai Jones, <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, he's a, he's a, he sounds like a really good possibility.
1: And Then I can I can already hear the announcers, Kai Jones, like like yeah. Mike Jones, man, yeah, oh hell yeah. And then with Primo in the second round, you got Primo and Jones, man. That
0: would be really cool. I would be really digging it. Yeah. So. So yeah, man, so I guess we're we're the barrios in consensus that we would like to see Kai Jones there at the number twelve spot for the Spurs. Yeah. That'd be nice. Well man, we're running long here. I know it's a long episode, so uh ready to get go around the barrio with Dom? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Do it.
1: Start off here in Texas and see what's going on with one of our barrio bros or brouettes. Texas Woman has the largest collection of video game systems in the world. Really? She has 1,599 LCD game systems and 2,430 playable uh, game systems. So she has basically everything, you know, like the handhelds and Mm -hmm. all those... She has a, oh like I said, combined shoot. Just looking at about over four thousand wow systems.
0: I wonder if there's any repeats. I mean, I guess that would might be. And then she'd yeah. have all like the ones that were like regionally based, only oh, like yeah. Famicom, Obscure. Super Famicom.
1: Dude, she had some from like the seventies, like weird, like weird ones. Like wow. there was an Ali little boxing. Me- I was like, man. I was <laughs> like, dude. I was like I was looking at that, I was like, I was just started thinking about the game systems I had, the handheld. And I was yeah. like, man, that's pretty tight.
0: Oh, that's right. Because they had the Tiger. Remember the Tiger? The, yeah. I, I forget what the brand was. Was oh, it, it the, called
1: Tiger? The stupid football where it was just a line and you would move it like this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, the Tiger one. I remember that one. Yeah, the, they, those the, the little... white right one, one with the little orange... Yeah, and they had different like, ones.
0: So they had different had different games and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Dang. Well... Going around a little bit further down to the, uh, our bar bro. I know this is a definite bar bro. Out in California, one, one of our bros got pulled over. Do you know why? Why, man? He had a satellite dish mounted to his, his car on the hood.
0: Oh, man, getting all the channels. Like yeah, gyrate. exactly.
1: All his <laughs> well And the only good news is they uh, they pulled him over, but it was not known if they get, the cop gave him a ticket or not when asked. Oh, uh, he said, "Is anything obstructing your view?" Only like when I make the little right, uh, some right turns. Wow,
0: <laughs> he's getting all the channels all blurry. Yeah,
1: Dang. Talk about. Did you ever your have TV. a satellite? Yeah, I had it for a long time. I, I used to have the the you know regular cable. I'm talking about like the
0: big satellite that went in your yard.
1: Oh no, no, I, was, I was thought you, you meant like, like the little TV. Yeah, I had the Direct TV with the one you mounted on the top of your house. No, I'm but talking about. Now like, you're, the, you're talking about the like the 1980s, I'm talking about like, like the where big he, ass metal. Yes. What, the one that you could talk, you could it would reach aliens out in, out in the outer rims of the galaxies. I'm talking
0: about the one where yeah. like for you to change a channel, like that that thing would have to change position, and you would like show you where it's positioning going. Now, did you? Yeah. Oh, shit. Were you able no. to
1: talk to, like, ETs No, not at then? all.
0: No, but I would get, like, Canadian TV and stuff, t- like, channels from all over the world and stuff like that. That was before, like... Damn, how much was dude, that a month? Oh, I have no idea. Like, my, that was my dad got that. I'm going to have to but talk to But I remember, like, dad. changing the channel and, like, you know, it, it, like he it would show you... Like, it was, like, all digital and stuff. Like, it wasn't, like... It was, like, showing you, like, the actual position where it was going. But yeah. it would be, like, it's going this way. Like, the way you had to input the channels was a little bit different because you had to put position and then the channels or whatever.
1: Um, Damn, i got to talk to your dad. I wonder how much that <laughs> ran a month. I
0: yeah. remember having that that big thing in the backyard, dude. It I was pretty wild, though. You yeah, had a lot of channels.
1: Yeah, I, I, I always thought of those. I was like, man, they probably talked to aliens out in the the outer rooms of our galaxy no, systems. No, never,
0: never, never that lucky. Never that lucky.
1: Dang. Well, um, also out in California, a Barrio Bro team Went ahead and and went ahead and a rowing team, rowed from San Francisco to Hawaii.
0: Damn, dude, really?
1: Yeah. One yeah. of them little rafts. Yeah, yeah. They rode all the way from Hawaii man, to San Francisco. man. How long do you think it took them?
0: Shoot, twelve hours
1: at least. Pretty close. Thirty days, seven <laughs> o- seven hours and thirty minutes. It was not close at all.
0: <laughs> I'm all giving them all way too much. He's like, either I don't know the distance between San Francisco and Hawaii or I'm giving them way too much
1: confidence.
0: Like, like damn, them dudes are killing it. <laughs> it obviously they couldn't go that way the whole that go yeah. that speed the whole way, right?
1: Yeah. I think they probably had shifts or something. Man,
0: that's crazy.
1: Yeah. But I don't know what would possess them to do it, but they did it. But let's go ahead and cast a reel and see what we got for next week all
0: right man so we got a question that's what that's what our topic's going to be next week it's pretty much if you could be an animal which one and why all right so it may not be we'll see we'll see what we talk about in that one it's gonna yeah. be interesting they're all interesting every topic we talk about is interesting so uh again guys You know, wherever you listen to our podcast, whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you listen to it, please, by all means, share it with your family, friends, dogs, lovers, whatever. Let them know about us. And until next week, I'm Pucho. I'm Dom. Boom shakalaka.
1: It's such a good feeling, a very good feeling, the feeling you know that I'll be back when the day is new and I'll have more ideas for you. And you'll have things you'll want to talk about. I
0: will, too.